This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley, and I'll be sharing how to start, grow, and scale your education business. In today's episode, I'm going to dig into time management as an education entrepreneur. You might think you don't need to listen to this episode, but I guarantee you that you do, because nobody is using their time as effectively as they could do. So today, I just want to unpack what you need to be keeping on top of or to stay aware of in how to use your time in the best way. And I wanted to talk on this topic because it's one of the number one themes that is coming up over and over again with our voice mentoring clients, because there's just so much to understand and explore when it comes to managing time and knowing what to do and doing the right things. So as a teacher, I thought that I was really good at time management. What I thought time management meant was writing a list of what needed to be done, adding to that list, getting a thrill when ticking things off that list, and then rewriting that list, maybe two times a day, um, just so there'd be fewer things on it. Um, from an ADHD perspective, and I, I share this just because I know that many entrepreneurs, particularly who are listening to my podcast, are either discovering this for themselves or they're resonating with the challenges. But from an ADHD perspective, I'm technically what's termed as time blind, which means for me, it's either now or not now. It's hard for me to see like two weeks in advance. Like I can see it, but it's hard to feel it. Um, And so just with that, I do use an app called Motion, which is really helping because it, it shows me when tasks will appear in space and time on a calendar. Um, but anyway, due to this time blindness, I have made time management an obsession in my life, probably for the last six or seven years. And so I do have an awful lot to share with you when it comes to um, managing time, really. So hopefully I can help. Um, I definitely love talking um, to our mentoring clients about managing time and, and different things I've figured out. But um, I've got six ideas to share with you today that hopefully will get you thinking when it comes to how you're managing your time. So number one, be honest with yourself. So the biggest mistake I used to make was to say, I'm good at managing my time. I'm a tick lister. I'm an achiever. And I did that because it was celebrated in those around me. And it's not that that was wrong. I just didn't know anyone who managed their time differently. But if being super successful in time management is all about moving through tasks that you've got on a list, why do some really hardworking people who are really good at ticking things off a list never climb the ladder even though they want to while other people do? And the reason is because they don't really understand how to manage the time. And the first step here is to just pull off the surface layer that might make it feel like everything looks okay and dig underneath. I don't think anybody's got the whole time management thing under control. So once you can admit that and admit that you can make improvements on how you're using your time, then we can all move on and we can get to work improving things. So that's the first one. Number two, you've got to be in control of your time, like real control and, and understanding what that means. So it's like anything. 
if you want to improve something, you've got to focus on it. You've got to measure it. You've got to make changes. And then you've got to refocus on it and measure it and make changes. And it goes on. You don't just get to one point in your business and go, okay, I can have some more time now. All right, I'm not needed for this particular thing. It doesn't really work like that. And I've had this conversation with a number of mentoring clients and colleagues as well recently. So in 2021, when the children were getting back to some kind of normality and our children had finally reached the age where school was full time for them. And I was really excited after the terrible two years we'd had. Um, I decided that I wanted to have Fridays off work because I recognized that I really needed space in order to think about big things that I was trying to create and achieve. And also the time that we'd had, I needed to process that as well. And so I decided this in around March time that when September rolled around, we would be starting the school year, not working Fridays. And I, re- I did have to think about what that meant. It just didn't, didn't just happen. I gave myself enough time to get used to the idea and enough time to think about how I could make it happen from a workload perspective, because it's not like I just handed all of the things over. I blocked out those days so that people couldn't book any meetings with me on Fridays because that had been commonplace up to that point. I had to get ahead with the podcast and come up with new ways of trying to be more efficient. And if I'd have just said one day, okay, I'm not going to work Fridays, I'd still be working Fridays now because one day never comes. You have to plan in one day. So we have to do this stuff before we're ready and then just let the fallout happen. Um, you know, we can minimize the, the fallout, but we have to accept that fallout will happen and then just deal with the challenges and the consequences then. Or if you've got a team, um, you know, let them figure out the the little tweaks that need to be made to make sure that it doesn't happen in the same way next time. You've got to let the learnings happen at the end of the day. And it's the same for wanting to work more on your business. So if you need a day to work on your business a week, then you've got to find a way to make it happen. Think about how could I make that happen within the next six months? Because if you don't plan to make the steps, it won't happen. You'll just go, one day I'll work on my business and not in it. And it will just not roll around unless you plan it. So control. Right, okay, three. So I mentioned earlier that people can be really driven by a list but not get anywhere. And this is because of the tasks that they're doing. So I get that we've all got to do admin. I do too, and I'm really not a fan. Especially as I get older, I feel like, well, I hate it more for some reason. But when I think back to my earlier days in business, I definitely gravitated towards easier tasks, sometimes admin, um, that I just knew how to do rather than lean into the harder tasks that I knew would drive business growth because it felt harder to kind of get my head around. Um, And so you have to determine what's most important to your business growth. You know, be aware of what actually adds value and what you just do anyway. And so what I actually do is categorize my tasks and it changes. You know, I'm not going to say that um, this is how I've always done it. It changes because I need novelty. Um, but in the past, I've categorized my tasks into creative work, admin and other. But at the moment, I'm feeling the need right now to be really super focused on four areas in my work. One's being a leader and CEO and driving that vision. Two is product at Classroom Secrets. Three is education business club growth. 
And then the fourth one is a new project that I'm working on that's just in the testing phase at the moment. And so lately, I've actually found it really helpful to block time into these four priorities and then categorize my tasks accordingly. So at the moment, you won't find me switching where possible from writing an internal newsletter for Classroom Secrets to then planning a marketing strategy for Education Business Club. So at the moment, I feel like I need different headspaces for the two. Like, what mode am I in? Am I in Classroom Secrets product mode? Am I in Education Business Club growth mode? And so that's helping for me at the moment. And and I suppose that's part of it as well, which I'm going to talk about now. Number four, experiment. It's an experiment. You have to keep trying and testing it out. So a few weeks ago, myself and some members of uh, the Classroom Secrets team, my colleagues, we led a company at Virtual Town Hall. And we do these to update the whole team on our experimentation with homeworking. Basically, I'm one of those CEOs who is nothing like you imagine a CEO to be. And not only do I look for the solutions to make products to help people, I also look for solutions to make things easier for myself and for others. So to cut a really long story short, I absolutely love homeworking. And we've had homeworking at Classroom Secrets before it became everyone's norm. And towards the end of 2020, I asked myself some really big questions. How can I make homeworking at Classroom Secrets the best it could ever be? And how can we make the most of working from home? Like, how could we like really maximize that? And so I already had quite a few tricks up my sleeve, but I set about teaching some of the team these tricks and giving them the space to try out these new ideas and their own ideas and then share their findings. It, it's just an experiment. And so you might think I'm crazy, but some of these ideas included things like sorting your washing out or doing a, the dishwasher while you're in meetings or going for a walk while you're in meetings. And that might seem crazy to you, but I know that's a really good way to manage time. You've just got to try these things. So I explained to the team what I found, that if I go for a walk before I write content, I still finish the content at the same time that I would have if I'd have sat and stared at my laptop whilst trying to think of the ideas. The thing is, my emotional state is different. I feel a lot happier. I feel a lot more productive. Um, my brain, mind and body feels better as well because I've been for a walk. I can sit there and make it feel hard for myself and make it take longer or I can look for ways to make it as easy as I possibly can. So at the moment, I am really pushing the way that I work to its limits. I mean, I'm not probably not really, but for me, like even I'm like going, oh gosh, this feels a bit uh, uncomfortable. Um, so at the moment, the way I'm working is I have two 150 minute blocks, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. So it's not that I don't take a break in those times. It's just that they're blocks of work. And then I've got a 75 minute block in the middle. So the 150 minute blocks are designed uh, sorry, are assigned to one of my main focuses. So it might be education business club growth. And then the 75 minutes in the middle, that is where I spend the whole time doing my chores or going for a walk. Now, I don't just do that. During that time, I also mentor clients while I'm doing that. Um, or I mentor colleagues through the voice mentoring. Or I listen to training or podcasts or books or courses. And you might think, 
gosh, Claire, 75 minutes a day in the middle of the day, you're crazy. But I'm actually aligning it to what's really important for me and for the business right now. Because the thing is, I know at this stage in my businesses and career, it's really important that I level up. I've got a lot to learn. And so I know that I've got to dedicate that time to doing that. In the past, I'd have pushed that learning to one side and I've said, oh, I'll do it at some point. And I'd have pushed that learning aside to make another resource because it felt comfortable and just never got around to it. Whereas the role I have now requires me to do different things and I'm leaning into that. So I'm focusing more on what's important. So I know that you'll still have tasks to do. I know that I'm further ahead in the journey and I'm not expecting you to give 75 minutes in the middle of the day over to learning because you might not be ready for that. But I do want to question if you're always working on the right things or not. That's that's the point of this point to be thinking about that and experimenting as well. Number five, know when you work best. This is part of the experimentation. You've just got to become really interested, really curious in time management and ask yourself questions like, how can I make this easier, quicker, more enjoyable? I'm always asking myself questions like this. When does it feel easy to do this type of task? Why did it feel easier on Tuesday than it does today? Was it what I ate? Was it exercise, sleep, hormones, other factors? And when you categorize your tasks, like I talked about before, you can match them then with the times that you find it easiest to do those kinds of tasks when you start really thinking about it and experimenting with it. Um, sometimes when I create content for Education Business Club, I struggle with like the little ideas that then become the posts. But if I'm doing something like cooking, I don't know why they just all come to me. And so, <laughs> oh dear, it makes making the tea longer, of course it does, but I'll get an idea and I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll just write a post about that and I write really quickly and then I go back to my cooking. Um, and it feels easy to do it that way. Whereas if I sat down, I could be there two hours and just maybe I've written four posts and I just can't think of the ideas. So make it work with what you're doing. Six, keep questioning and evaluating your routine. You're never going to be finished on time management. You're never going to be done with this journey. You can always do better. You can always find new ways to think differently. And one of the most important skills as an entrepreneur is the ability to ask yourself the right questions and the right questions about business, but also the right questions about time management. They're just as important. And you need to be able to do that because if you don't ask yourself the questions, you're not going to come up with the answers and you need to know the answers. So I want you to take 15 minutes today to look at your to-do list and really think about what's important for your business right now and your business growth. And maybe have a look at your task list and just think, what do you really need to do and what are you avoiding doing that you really should give more time to? So I hope this episode has been helpful and that you're going to move forward with your time management skills this week and really think about how you're spending your time and how you're making all the tasks that you do feel quicker, easier, and more enjoyable. Thank you for listening to the Education Business Podcast. To get more information to grow your business, sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk. 